What up? Welcome back. How we doing? Episode 58 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Coming to you live on a Monday with our weekly immediate reaction to the previous Giants game. This time around, the Giants losing 26-7 at the hands of the Arizona Cardinals. Had about 24 hours to digest this loss, so it's not exactly an immediate reaction, but as I've said before... I'm still calling it an immediate reaction because this is my podcast, so I can do whatever the hell I want. Um, so yeah, Giants lose 26-7. They've now dropped to 5-8 and eight and are in second place in the, in the division thanks to Washington's win over the 49ers later on in the day. Philly also beat New Orleans. Cowboys easily defeated the Bengals, so not a great day. Not an ideal day, to say the least, for the Giants or their fans uh, coming off four straight victories. But it's not over yet. Three weeks left to play in the regular season. Giants got the Browns at home next week while Washington plays Seattle. So things could change. Um, You know, the NFC East standings could change as of next week. But, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out later on in the week. Let's just talk for now about this game, specifically this loss to the Cardinals. And uh, you sort of knew in this game right away that things were headed south. It just had that feeling Right off the bat, mostly because on the first drive, Marcus Golden strip-sacked Daniel Jones. By the way, I'm glad the Giants got a six-round pick out of him after, you know, placing him on that unrestricted free agent tender in the offseason, but whatever. So Marcus Golden strip-sacks Daniel Jones, picks up the ball, brings it down to, I believe, the the, uh, Giants' nine-yard line. Giants got a stop there uh, on a turnover on downs. But even after that, there was just like a slow buildup. It was, you know, it was 3 nothing Cardinals later on, and it was 6 nothing, then 13, then 20. And you could look at the final score, 26-7, and be surprised that this, that this defense, one that's been strong for much of the year and was coming off its best game of the year against Seattle, you could be surprised that this defense allowed 26 points. But this game was not the defense's fault. we got to preface that right away. This, this loss does not come down... To Patrick Graham's defensive unit. This offense was so bad and screwed the defense over a number of times. From the Jones turnover we just spoke about to having to punt deep inside their own territory a number of times, the Cardinals received great field position on various occasions throughout this game, which led to points. This wasn't the defense allowing 75 yard drives all game, this was the offense not doing enough to help the defense, and it cost the Giants the game. You know, Jason Garrett had an awful game calling um, calling plays, and the offense didn't cross midfield until the third quarter, and I don't know what they were doing on that third and one in the third quarter when they threw it down the sideline to Shepard. I don't know why they didn't, they didn't just run the ball. Um, what else? Bad offensive line play. Giants allowed eight sacks. Six of them were on Jones. Uh, Andrew Thomas, rookie left tackle, first-round pick. We all know who he is. Definitely took a step back. They couldn't really run the ball as effectively as they had in recent games. Gallman only had 57 yards. Morris, uh, Alvin Morris just seven. Daniel Jones wasn't great whatsoever. He fumbled three times. Um, you know, was off target on a bunch of his throws, and he just looked uncomfortable. 
couldn't scramble much or extend plays, certainly couldn't, couldn't run the read option because of that hamstring strain. And you begin to wonder whether it was the right decision for the Giants to put him back in the starting lineup or if they'll start him next week against Cleveland. I think they will start him next week. It seems uh, Joe Judge, you know, if, if Jones looks good in practice like he did last week, apparently, um, you know, it's uh, Judge is going to start him. But you start to wonder whether it would have been a better decision if they just went with Colt McCoy for this game against the Cardinals, because Jones just not didn't look un, he just didn't look comfortable at all. It just you know he didn't he couldn't move. Uh, the receivers couldn't get open. The receiver, <laughs> I know this isn't what you should do. I know it's not exactly the right decision to make, but the Giants may need to draft a receiver in the first round. I'm sorry. I mean, there's no consistent play playmakers within this receiving corps. Golden Tate led the team with 39 yards and it was on one catch. Shepard, three catches for 35 yards. Darius Slayton, three catches for 31. I mean, call me crazy. I think they should draft... They, I think... I don't think they will draft a receiver in the first round, but maybe the idea of drafting a receiver in the first round enters the conversation. They got to get someone, at least in the second round. I think they should at least draft a receiver in the second round. Um, but all in all with this offense, there's just, there's no rhythm. There's no creativity. Nothing is up tempo. It was, it was a disaster. That's the only way I could put it. It was a disaster. It came down. There was one drive they had that ended up at a touchdown. It was basically one play. The Jones 39 yard pass to Golden Tate that got them down to the one on third down. You could say, oh, they had the one scoring drive. It, yeah, they did have the one scoring drive. And it was basically just one play. That was it. The Jones pass to Golden Tate was the only big play this offense had throughout the entire game. And they were lucky enough to be down, you know, on that end of the field where it ended up they, you know, were close enough to just have Deion Lewis running in for a one yard touchdown. So it was it the offense basically had success on or significant success on one play the entire game. Jones just thirty nine yard pass to Golden Tate. Which was, you know, a good throw by Jones and a great catch by Golden Tate. But, you know, other than that, it was basically a disaster on the offensive side of the football. I think Garrett's got to go after this year. I don't know if, you know, we'll see what the decision on that, what it will be at the end of the year, even if they do keep winning games and make it into the playoffs. But, you know, it, even when they do win games, the offense isn't great. They only scored 12 points, excuse me, they only scored 17 points against Seattle, only 19 against Cincinnati. Only 20 and 23 in their two wins over Washington. So this offense is very inconsistent. There's no, nothing is up tempo. There's no creativity, rhythm. They're never fired up. Every drive looks the same. The play calling is questionable more times than it is not. And it just, and it wasn't just the offense in this game either that screwed over the defense. The special teams did so as well. Deion Lewis fumbled on the kickoff return in the second quarter. That set the Cardinals up for their first touchdown of the game to go up 13 to nothing. Um, and I understand the ball was kicked out of his grasp, but, you know, and it could have potentially been a penalty, but still, no penalty flag was thrown. The play was unreviewable. Cardinals got the ball deep in the Giants' territory. Uh, Riley Dixon, the punter, struggled. Couldn't direct his kicks. Punt cover team didn't do a great job whatsoever containing Christian Kirk. Uh, Kirk had six returns for 77 yards, 12.8 yards per return. That can't happen at all. And that was a significant reason why the Cardinals got great starting field position a number of times. 
but then again, it goes back to the offense in that. You can't put Riley Dixon in that position to need to punt eight times in one game. You can't. You can't put your punter in that position to punt eight times a game, and you can't put the defense in that position where they're exhausted because they had just come off the field two minutes ago uh, because the Giants' offensive possessions are so short. You know, and then couple that with the fact that they're screwed over because the Cardinals' field position is so good. This time of possession, the Cardinals shattered the Giants. thirty-eight, Nearly 38 minutes to the Giants' 22. That can't happen. You can't have your time of possession 8 minutes under, you know, 22 minutes. That's awful. Every offensive possession, it seems, for the Giants, there's snap of a finger. It's done because they can't call any... They can't call any of the right plays. They can't execute anything. So the defense had just come off the field. Now they're coming back on the field. They're exhausted. And the Cardinals are already across midfield or close to it. So it's it's mostly the offense that was the issue on Sunday. But it is, you know, the special teams also wasn't great either. You can't, you know, you have to knock the special teams. They weren't great. Riley Dixon wasn't great. Punt cover team wasn't great. Deion Lewis fumbled the kickoff. That set up the touchdown. It's there was a bunch of things that were not ideal for the Giants in this game, but you cannot knock the. De- this is not the defense's fault. They were put in bad positions. They were screwed over a number of times, and uh, Patrick Graham's unit did what it needed to do, and the offense and special teams didn't. And you know it's just offense is just it's it's been bad for much of the year, and it continues to not step up when it needs to. As I said, defense is doing its job. The offense has got to start following suit. And the special teams, you know, mainly Riley Dixon and the punt cover team, they need to improve and start being consistent. And they've been, you know, they've been decent all year long. Someday they weren't. So they got to right the wrongs and improve for next week. That's a given. You have to succeed in all three major facets of the game. It can't be just one. You can't just rely on your defense to win games. You got to step up offensively. It's fine if the defense is better than the offense. You know, one area of the game has got to be better than the other. But you can't rely on your defense to do everything. And, uh, you know, it's 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 tough. It's a tough situation. Got to improve offensively. And it starts with Jason Garrett's play calling. And it starts with Daniel Jones being healthy. Offensive line, you know, the offensive line was improving for weeks. Took a step back on Sunday. That can't happen. It's a bunch of different things. Um, but you got to succeed in all three major areas of the game. Can't just be on the defensive end. Offense has got to step up. Special teams has to as well. So, Giants take on the Browns next week, or this, you know, this coming Sunday, on Sunday Night Football. First Sunday Night Football game since uh, 2018, I think, week two, 2018 against the Cowboys. There could have been one after that. But I think that was the week two of 2018 against the Cowboys was, was, I think, the last time the Giants played on Sunday Night Football. I could be wrong. 2018 is definitely the last time they played on Sunday Night Football. They didn't have any games last year. They didn't have any Sunday Night Football games scheduled for this year. This game got flexed into the Sunday Night spot, and the Cowboys and 49ers got flexed out of it. Um, it's, it's crazy to see that. Giants and Browns getting flexed into the Sunday Night Football spot in Week 15. It's just not something that anyone expected, really. But it should be interesting. will definitely be a big game. Browns are now all of a sudden a game and a half back of the AFC North lead. Steelers have lost two in a row to Washington and then the Bills. And the Browns could be a game back if they beat Baltimore tonight on Monday Night Football. And then the Giants, obviously, you know, a, a game back 
of the uh, NFC East lead. They win next week. Washington loses. Giants and Washington have the same record, but the Giants have the tiebreaker because they beat the football team twice. So, that should be an interesting uh, <laughs> interesting day of football. But we'll talk about that later in the week. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 58 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I am Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. Listen to and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts uh, so you can get notifications whenever we drop a show. Um, And I'll talk to you guys later in the week.